Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hey, this is Derek and welcome to another episode of Solo BG. This time we will have the opportunity to talk about a very interesting small pocket-sized game. You will be surprised of all the adventures that you can get from that game. But before we jump into the main attraction of that, which is of course the game that I'm mentioning, uh, let me tell you what I've been playing recently. So recently, in this last month of January, I've been playing a lot of games. And let me start with Space Park. Now, the episode that we released before this one It was the interview with Henry Audubon, designer of Space Park. And before that, we talk about Space Park, the, the board game. If you haven't uh, checked it out, go and check it out, please. In that way, you can, you know, understand or know what I'm talking about. Also, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Imperial Assault, which, spoiler alert, let me tell you, it's amazing now with the app that it kind of emulates what uh, Manchester of Madness does, like a dungeon crawling, and you have the, the app that is guiding you through in the game. You can play solo or fully cooperative, one to five players, I believe. And it's just amazing. If you're a Star Wars fan, that's a must-have too. And in the future, we will have an episode about Star Wars Imperial Assault. Also, I've been playing Heroes of Terrinod, uh, designed by uh, the Sadler Brothers, another very good game, Clank. Uh, the normal version in Clank in the Space. I also played Caverna with my friends uh, Jonathan and Caleb. Uh, Attack on Titan, The Last Stand. That's a, not a very recent game from Cryptozoic, I believe, or probably I'm wrong. But uh, it, it came out, I believe, like two or three years ago. Very good game, by the way. Uh, Star Wars Legion, you know, I'm from all the Star Wars fan. Uh, Star Wars Legion is the new uh, miniature Warha Warhammer-type game. I had opportunity to play it too. It's very epic, but it's very fun as well. Uh, a full investment if you want to jump into the Star Wars X-Wing, but now the new version, the 2.0. Uh, I haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, but, uh, you know, before jumping into the board games very, you know, deep, I would say. I used to play X-Wing, the first version, of course, 1.0, when it came back in 2012. And I was a huge fan getting all the expansions. Then I stopped for a little bit, for a lot, for a while, better said, on the X-Wing. And I start to improve my board game collection. And I start to focus more in solo and cooperative board games. But recently, I guess because of nostalgia, because Imperial Assault brought it back, uh, I decided to make the jump and get uh, the conversion kits for the X-Wing 2.0 published by Fantasy Flight. And I've been playing X-Wing in uh, the local gaming store here in Indianapolis, Indiana. I've been playing X-Wing and I've been having fun. Uh, also, I played Dungeon Pets recently, which is from the, sa from the same uh, designer of um, Mage Knight. And it's um, impressive, very impressive how a uh, board game that it, I guess meant to be more simple, which is called Dungeon Pets, it's at the same time very complex and very elaborated and very unique, uh, let's say. But, you know, you can have the feeling that it's from the same designer, actually, of uh, uh, Mage Knight. But it's a very good game, you know, you need to think about every uh, option that you have during the game. So it's a game that it requires all your attention, but it's a fun game. And lastly, I also play another game that is very simple, more like a family-type game, but also with a lot of fun, which is Steam Park. Steam Park is great. You know, you're building your, your uh, carnival, like for the robots or for, like, you know, droids. 
and you have like dirt that you need to deal with oil that you need to deal with and also you can build uh, tents that they call casino and you know the security of the of the park and you're building your own attraction park but for droids or robots or that kind of thing but it's a very good game steam park if you haven't checked it out it's also an uh, kind of an old one it came i believe in 2013 if you haven't tried it highly recommend it for family steam park but now let me tell you about tonight episode which is about a game about space exploration and i'm not talking about a space park i'm talking about pokemon mars published by gray fox games for a long time now earth hasn't been a perfect place to live that's why you and other architects were sent to Mars. Your objective is to set up an infrastructure to, for the first colonists who will arrive on the Red Planet and start a new chapter of mankind. Pocket Mars is a fast-paced and wildly dynamic game. Don't let the short play them fool you. This filler has depth. Short and easy to understand rules combined with a multi-use cards makes for exciting and variated gameplay. In the world of big games, about Mars, of course, everybody should have one that fits in their pocket. And that's why tonight we will be talking about Pocket Mars. Before we continue with more, you know, aspects of the game, let's see what we can find in the box and cover. So for the box and cover, let me tell you this, the size of the box first. It reminds me a lot of the same size of the Super Nintendo or SNES cartridges. So to give you an idea, it's about the size of the palm of any regular adult hand. And you will have in the cover a very nice illustration about an astronaut, astronaut I'm sorry, pointing towards Mars. And it says Poker Mars and is designed by Mikkel Hodinsky and Jaroslav Wax. Uh, it's published by uh, Grey Fox Games, like I mentioned before, and you will have also in the reverse of the box all the components. It's uh, distributed by Board and Dice, apparently, and uh, you also will have that it plays uh, all the recommendations that is for 10 year old plus. It plays one to four players, and the time is 15 to 30 minutes, which I totally, totally agree with that. Uh, it's also gives you the social media about Grey Fox Games. But by the way, if you want to follow them on Facebook or on Twitter, you can just look for them at Grey Fox Games. We will be talking in future episodes about another good game from them, which is Multi Universum. By the way, spoiler alert, published from Grey Fox, like I already mentioned. Um, the sides of the box, it just says Pocket Mars. It tells you, reminds you again about the players and the time and the age. And the designer's name. So, like I said, the the box is very small, very handy. I one of the good things about these games and this size of boxes is that it's super easy and super uh, accessible. I like to say it, for transport the game from one place to another. Also, the the play, the space that requires in the board in order for you to set up and play is very small. It's just a few cards. I will talk about the components when we jump inside the box. But let me tell you that the space that you will require you will require in order to play is not big at all. So it's easy for these kinds of games 
like I've mentioned before, when people ask in different forums, in different Facebook groups about recommendations for games that they can play during a train or in a, you know, during a flight or during a road trip or in a cabin or something like that. This would be a good one. Why? Because you don't require too much space and it's very easy to transport. Now, let's jump inside the box and see what components we find over there. Inside the box. Okay, so now that we are inside the box, let's see what we find, you know, for the components of the game. First, we have one starting player card, which is very lovely. You know, it's a small card, you know, poker, regular standard um, card size, and it has an astronaut. And there, and then behind the astronaut is like another two or three. One of them at the last place on the line, it's saying hi or something. And it's a very nice illustration. And the astronaut that is on the first line or on the cover is like checking the time in his watch. So it's it's good. And he's carrying like a, you know, like a guess of a space luggage. <laughs> so it's, it's nice. And then you have six reference cards, including, this is important, including two reference cards for solo play, which it will be very handy because... It will, it will be explaining you all the instructions and a step-by-step -step that you need to do during the solo mode. Why? Because, spoiler alert, when we when we uh, talk about the gameplay, you will notice that the solo mode, it plays different, completely different than the competitive mode. Uh, you will also find 35 project cards, five different types in different colors. You will have black, purple, blue, green, and orange. And from these cards, you will they will all be... They're called mod module or project cards, and they will run from number zero to six. And also you will find five building cards, which is the locations in Mars that we will be traveling. You will also get 28 colonist markers, uh, seven in each color. Um, it's yellow, blue, green, and red for the players. And they have the shape of a small astronaut helmets. There you will have four energy markers, which is... Uh, white uh, white circles, white, four white uh, pieces of wood. And you will have also the four spaceship cards, which is where you're going to be traveling from Earth, all the, all the colonies from Earth to your ship, and then from your ship to the planet or to the stations, to the building cards. And also on the spaceship cards, well, they will be, you will have the illustrations about the energy that you will be getting during the game. Um, so besides that, you will get the rule book, it's a small rule book. It's about, I don't know, probably 10, well, 18 pages, double-sided. And it's in color. And it's well, very well explained, you know, the, the rules. And it explains you also towards the, towards the back of the book, the solo variation that explains you how, to, how the solo game plays. And, you know, like the box on the reverse of the, of the instruction book, you will find all the information about Grey Fox games. So now, let's see how the game plays. And what do we think about the game? Gameplay. So for the gameplay, let's start with the game objective and rules for the two to four players. The main objective in Pocket Mars is to settle Mars with your colonists. Players will undertake projects to send their colonists to Mars, where they will work in pre-established buildings to improve and upgrade the colony, as well as build new constructions that will allow the colony to prosper. The two, uh, well, the player who best uh, allocates their colonist will score the most points, and it will win the game. The game consists of a series of rounds divided into players' turns. Within each turn, each player takes one turn, beginning with the starting player and moving clockwise around the table. 
In a turn, the active player must perform exactly one of the five available actions. The actions that we have for the game, you can play a project card from your hand, which is you will have, uh, you know, cards in your hand, you can play one of those. You can play a card from your prep model, that this will be cards that you will be previously set up in front of your, your spaceship card. Um, face down, you will put two and you will select one of those only. Uh, you can play a project card from any other player's preps module. So let's say the player on my right has two cards already on his module face down. I can choose without knowing what they do, choose one of his cards or her cards. In that way, I will use it and I will push my luck to s hopefully or expecting that is something good. Uh, you can, uh, you know, launch one uh, colonist from Earth. So you will have your pool of colonists and you will can launch the colonies from Earth to your ship, not to Mars, to your ship, and then to your ship you will have another cards that will trigger, or modules that will trigger that uh, space man or colonies to go to Mars. Uh, or you can gain one energy, because the energy will allow you to bring more people from Earth and then from the ship to Mars. Uh, you can gain one energy by discarding a project card from your hand, or one of the prep modules that you will have. So you will have your spaceship, then you will have your two cards that you will place as a prep model and you still will have hands on your card so it's kind of a sort of a not a deck building necessarily but you will be drawing cards during every turn and you like i said the model you will be placing cards face down that you will know previously of your cards what they do so you will place two face down and you will have another one in your hand another two that will allow you to uh you know uh use or perform actions as well uh, so that's how literally you can set up the game and those are the actions that you can take in a turn. Players will continue doing these steps, uh, taking different turns clockwise, you know, drawing cards, placing cards on model, trying to bring colonies from the Earth to the ship and then to the ship to different buildings in Mars. And you will be keep doing that until all your colonists arrive on Mars. Uh, the amount of colonies that you will have is seven. And once somebody put their seven uh, colonists on the on Mars, it triggers the end of the game. And then you will start to count victory points according to the uh, buildings that you put your colonists in. And also about uh, counting cards that you had on your model uh, prep and on your hand. And there's different ways to count victory points. For example, uh, you can get one victory point for each colonist on their spaceship. So let's say I finish the game, I trigger the end of the game. But you still have my the player on my right. He's is he still or her still has a colonist on her ship or his ship. Well, those uh, colonists will get victory points. Two victory points for each colonist in a building space, marked with one star. Or you can get four victory points in a play that has two stars and so forth. So you will be getting different. There will be different ways to get victory points that that will give you either the victory or you will not the successfully victory <laughs> or the loss for the game. So that's how you will be playing uh, Pocket Mars in a competitive mode. Now let me explain you a little bit how it plays with the solo mode. But before that, let me also read to you the intro for the solo mode. One of our competitors, the Devious Automatics, that's called the DA, it's a company believed that it could undertake the colonization of Mars more efficiently through use of their Android technology. As our project efficiency expert, your job is to prove them wrong. We designed a comprehensive and accurate simulation system to challenge their claim, but so far no one's been able to overcome those pesky androids. 
your last chance. If you can master it, our colonization program may be doomed. So like I mentioned before, at the beginning of the, well, not at the beginning of the episode, but at the beginning of the explanation about Pocket Mars, the solo variant will work very differently than the competitive mode. And the solo variant, when you're playing the game, it will divide the game on three phases. The architect phase, the system failure phase, and the android activation phase. During the architect phase, uh, you know, you must perform one of the following, um, following, I'm sorry, it's because I'm, I'm basing from the, from the rulebook, trying to, you know, have, help it as a guide. But you will be trying to do five actions, with they're very similar, very, very similar to the ones that, for the competitive game. Even if the mechanics of the game are similar, the gameplay is different. Uh, you can play a card from your hand, you can play a card from your prep model the same way. Uh, you can uh, play a project card from the DA model or from the AI model. Um, you can launch one colonist from Earth to the spaceship or gain, in this case, different from the competitive game, gain two energies and not only one. So you will be playing through the phases uh, of the game. You will be playing against another uh, AI player and you will be trying to to put your colonists on Mars before the AI does it. But the way that it works different is that you will be playing not only to try to put your uh, seven colonists on Mars or at least on the spaceship, you will be playing towards the deck of cards because that will be the time of the game. And it reminds me kind of the same, not the same, but similar mechanic for what a space park does and which, in my opinion, it works great, you know, had that uh, timer um, aspect that you need to hurry up, you know, it's not like you, because you're playing solo, you will be taking all your time to put your colonists and make victory points, no, the deck is going to be running out turn by turn, turn by turn, and that's when the system failure phase, um, you will take two cards from the top of the deck and, you know, replace them, and even if the even if you didn't use cards from, let's say you didn't use a card and you trigger other, other ability, that don't require you to use cards because you don't want to run out the cards from the main deck, doesn't matter. The DA will take away some of the cards. So you will have very, very, uh, very short time, better said, for put your colonists, like I said, from Earth to the spaceship and to Mars. And it's very challenging, let me tell you. This is the kind of games that it's beat your own score type mechanic, but um, it has a very fun aspect of challenging of difficulty and you know the the theme helps a lot like you know being a space team it helps and you will have fun it's it's not the kind of game usually i've been mentioning this in the past um video on score type games are not my favorite um for example when we talk about the bloody in the bloody in i rather play it competitively because you know i for me it doesn't give me that challenging or fun of beating your own score but Pocket Mars, it does. It's a fun game. It's a fun challenge to try to beat your own score because most of the time you won't even be able to succeed in your score. I mean, what I'm trying to say is like you will score points, of course, but most of the times the DA or the AI will win the game. So whatever you scored is pointless or worthless because you lost the game. And if first you need... To First of all, you need to succeed with all the colonists before the 
deck runs out, and then you can, you know, score your points and write it in a note and, you know, try to do better next time. But it's going to take you a little bit, or at least it took me a little bit, a little bit, a couple of games, uh, for be able to, to defeat the DA or AI. And the game would end in the solo mode. They will be uh, different towards the competitive uh, game. This will have three different end game conditions, which... Like I mentioned before, you can put all your seven colonists and buildings in Mars. Or if the DA, which is the AI player, already put all his uh, seven colonists on Mars. Or if the DA prop model has fewer than two cards and cannot be refilled from the project deck. Which is like I mentioned, the deck, the deck of cards that is running out and is um, serving the purpose as a time for the game. So... In a few words, this is how the game plays. And once again, Pocket Mars is a very fun, challenging game. Now, let's jump into the section when we describe if we play, we rather play this game as a solo or in this case, competitive and the review and the price and where you can find the game. So let's jump into the last section of the show. Solo or cooperative? Alrighty, so now we are in my favorite section of the show, which is if we rather play this game solo or cooperative, or in this case, solo or competitive. For Pocket Mars, I will say that it plays very fun, competitive too, you know, it's a quick game, 20-30 minutes game, kind of for the game night, if you want to, you know, break the ice, let's call it, you know, and, and you want to have an easy game just to relax, chill out, get in the mood, you know, as a pre for a for a big game, or if you're having a a thematic game night, let's say you're having a space theme game night when you will have probably a big game like First Martians or um, Terraforming Mars or something like that. Pocket Mars will do the job as a pre or as an intro for the night. So it's a fun competitive game or like for a restaurant or some, uh, you know, to play a quick game if you if you are in the mood. Uh, as a solo, it plays very good. It has a nice mechanic. Uh, it will take a little bit, a couple of rounds to understand the different phases uh, of the game. But once you once you get through one or two turns, um, you will get the idea, and it will then from there after that it will go smooth. Uh, the deck of cards is not as no, it's not very big. The the illustrations are good. The the design is good. You know it's very self-explanatory. It has the golden rule in the booklet that you know uh, you need to follow, or the rule that is going to be always correct will be whatever the card says. And solo plays very, very smooth and very, very nice. Uh, so for this game in particular, I will go for the solo mode. This game plays better as solo. And also because the price and because the, uh, you know, the size of the box, the accessibility, like I like to say, of the game, it's, it seems like it's meant to be solo. So if you are a solo gamer and you're also looking for to expand your library or to get more a small boxes game, definitely a Pocket Mars. It's a good option. You can check it out. You, If you buy it, you want the grid. And it's it's a nice game. So, once again, Pocket Mars, in my opinion, it plays better solo than competitive. But it also is fun competitive. Now, we use the, uh, we call it the Netflix, of course, copyright, right? The Netflix uh, rating system from 0 to 5. When 5 is you love it, you can play it every time and zero is you hate it right uh, for this game i would like to give it a for a solo game and small let's call it small uh solo game quick setup 15 20 minutes 
if we take all that in consideration and we made a category, probably I will give this game a four. It's a good game. You know, if I feel like I want to space, I want to space. I want to play something with a space theme, but I'm not in the mood, you know, to set up a, a first Martians or a, a terraforming Mars or Clank in space or whatever you want to call it, like, you know, more regular big box game. And I don't, I don't want to spend the time in setup or, you know, I want, I want to, I want to watch a movie in an hour or something or a TV show. Well, uh, Pokemon Mars will do the job. Just set it up. Five minutes. That's it. We're done. I play it 15, 20 minutes. Either I lose or I win. And that's it. You know, and it gives you that sensation that you were actually playing a space theme game. Um, so I think if we categorize all those aspects, I can give a Pocket Mars a number four on the review zero to five, which is a very good qualification. Now the price, um, you can find it in Amazon. You can find it in the Gray Fox Games website, and the price is great. It's only fifteen bucks. The MSRP. Uh, I remember I got my copy on the Gen Con because I was on the booth of Gray Fox Games on two thousand eighteen. I got the multi universum, and then I uh, will actually, or my friend Jonathan got the multi universum. I didn't. I didn't get a copy. They were sold out. And then I got a copy of the Pocket Mars without knowing anything about the game. You know, the price was was very affordable, and I decided to give it a try because it, it, I read on the box that it was you can play it one player, and that's why I got it. And I don't regret it. Was a good uh, investment, you know, for my gaming library and for my especially for my solo gaming library. So uh, with that being said, it's very easy to pick up a copy. Like I said, you won't regret. You will have fun. And the theme, well, space. Who doesn't like space as a theme, right? So that's an extra, an extra plus from there. Now, before we close the show, um, I would like to share with you uh, that we have some good things, very, very great things, uh, fun things coming for the show. We will have a giveaway very soon. Um, I don't want to tell you which game it is, but there's a very, very, very high possibility or highly likely that it will be a game that you can only play solo. Because, of course, to Solo BG will be the first giveaway of many that we will have. It's a game that you can only play it solo. And when we announce it, I will also share some experience. Because actually, that was one of my first solo games that even if it's a little bit old right now, like probably four or five year old, um, it's still it's in the most popular games for solo gamers. And it's very challenging. It's very fun. So on the few next episodes, or probably by the next episode, uh, we will announce which game is the one that we will give as a giveaway, as a gift, for all you amazing listeners. And we will also explain you the mechanics on of how you can win that game, free shipping in the U.S. So be putting very close attention to our social media. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Solo BG Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Solo BG Podcast. And on Instagram at Solo BG Podcast too. Uh, you can shoot us an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com. A lot of people have been asking us on social media and on the, by email as well of how can they support the show. Uh, first of all, we don't do any Patreon or anything like that. Uh, we do When we started the show in 2018, it was you know something that we wanted to do. Uh, for to share our love and our passion for this uh, board game universe. Um, uh, thankfully, we don't require of any, like I said, Patreon or anything like that. Uh, but if you want to support the show, the best way to do it is to give us a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast. To this uh, podcast, 
and also write a comment if you're able to like in this case uh, if you're listening through itunes you know give us a five-star review and write us a comment over there and also the way that you can support the show is follow us in a social media and you know that's all that i have for you guys tonight like i said we speak about a very good game pocket mars must have for solo games we will be talking about in the future shows about imperial assault now with the app we will be also talking in future shows about thanos rising about batman the animated series gotham under siege we will be talking about the planet of the apes have a block orchestra robinson crusoe first martian this war of mine we have tons of games coming on gloomhaven uh, we will do very 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 good reviews for this year and we're looking forward to be at the gen con we're looking forward to being in other conventions that we will be announcing during the course of the year thank you so much for keep being a part of solo bg podcast thanks for listening and don't forget to share it with your friends and send always remember for victory go tell your friends Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Mm-hmm.